Uh, welcome back into Mining Stock Daily with uh, actually a corporate introduction today uh, from our recent conversation with our friend and colleague Ben Kramer Miller uh, the other week we got introduced to West Vault Mining here. They trade on the TSX Venture with WVM and then also on the OTCQX with WVMDF. I'm happy to welcome the interim CEO, Mr. Sandy McVeigh. Sandy, uh, welcome into the podcast of Mining Stock Daily. Thanks, Trevor. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, so let's really kind of get the 30,000-foot view of West Vault Mining. Uh, you're a Canadian company. You're doing Nevada exploration. Tell us about the projects here and, and really what you're setting to do here at the beginning of 2022. Thanks, Trevor. So um, thanks for the introduction. I'll talk a little bit about the uh, company and the project. We're a single-project uh, gold developer uh, out of Vancouver, uh, we have a project in South Nevada called the Hasbrook Gold Project. It's an open pit, all oxide, above the water table, heap leach operation. Uh, very simple. It checks all the three key technical boxes in that uh, we do have gold. We've got a resource. Uh, we have got um, a low strip ratio. Uh, we've got good recovery. So the mining costs are reasonable, the recovery is good. Of course, we would love to have higher grade. We're at about 0.6 grams per tonne, but when you take all the other uh, positive aspects of this uh, project together, it comes out with a, a pretty uh, robust um, economics at uh, 1,800 gold of about uh, over 92% um, IRR after tax at $1,800 gold. and um, you know, it's got an NPV of uh, nearly 300 uh, million US. The, uh, the get-in uh, cost, the initial capital, is very low for a project like this. Um, the last study that we did on it uh, indicated somewhere around about 50 million US to uh, start the first pit. Eight-year life of mine, 70,000 uh, ounces of gold produced over that period. So that's a, that's a quick overview of the project. We acquired it from Allied Nevada in 2014. Um, they were in trouble. It was just before they, uh, they went bust and uh, they were doing anything to get a bit of cash in. So we feel we, uh, we bought at the right price. And, and I mention this because this is key to our strategy. And uh, I'll get to that now. What's going to happen in 2022 is more of what's been happening with us in this project for the last few few years. Nothing much is going to change. So the background to the company, there's the project. It's, it's, it's good. It's ready to build. We've got it fully permitted. It's fully engineered. It's way beyond um, study level. We, we've got issued for construction drawings, current prices on the, uh, all the, uh, the key components. So we're ready to rock and roll. It is truly shovel ready. And that's the project. Great jurisdiction, etc., etc. Uh, about the company. So uh, a few years ago, um, something happened that changed the composition of the company. Uh, we uh, were acquired, essentially, although we're a private company, by an individual gold fund, Sun Valley Gold. And they acquired uh, what eventually ended up being a 46% position in this company uh, in the market. And um, so we're... Uh, 
we answer to one individual, and that is Peter Palmetto, who's the president of Sun Valley Gold. And yet last year, he take, he's taking such a big interest in this uh, company uh, that he came on board. He's now a director and said he wanted to be chairman. And when you own 46% of the company, pretty much your slightest wishes accommodated. So he's, he's, right. he's our chairman and owner of the company. Now, so back to why it's important when we bought in 2014 and, and how much we, we spent. Peter's um, thesis on this project is let this cycle do the heavy lifting. He was looking for a good project like this to uh, I guess kind of make a point. You can make a lot more money sometimes in gold mining by buying low and waiting for the cycle to do the heavy lifting. So that's uh, that's why he's my boss as chairman, and uh, my role in the coming year uh, is very much as last year, which is uh, make sure that uh, we're minding the store and try to get the message out. And it, <laughs> So everyone wants to get their story out, right? Our issue here is our story is quite, quite different to uh, the average junior gold mining company in Vancouver, of which there are many thousands of companies, mining and mining related companies in Vancouver. They all want to get their story out which sounds like we're going to drill, we're going to merge, we're going to construct, it's going to be awesome, uh, you know, just watch. We're actually saying the, the opposite. It's, we humorously say, don't build it and they will come. Um, or it's the Seinfeld show about nothing. We're not going to build. Mm -hmm. we're, we're not going to uh, do anything because what we've done at this point is taken the project as far as it can go just short of getting into construction. Peter's thesis is it, he's going to make more money for himself as a shareholder and thereby all other shareholders by not building. Just this is truly an investment. You know, laughingly, we say don't don't say those two words in the same sentence, junior gold miner out of Vancouver and investment. But this is an investment. It's it's pretty darn safe. Uh, we know the gold's in the ground. It's not going anywhere. We know pretty well what it's going to cost to get it out the ground. And that's why uh, Peter chose the name uh, Vault for the uh, for the name of the company. We changed that a year or so back from West uh, West Kirkland Mining to West Vault Mining. So it's, it's, it's for a patient uh, investor, true investor, who uh, understands the gold space, can recognize this as a solid quality project, and is uh, quite happy to wait a little bit longer than the, uh, the average gold, gold mine junior uh, investor. So coming up in 2022 is just talking to people like you and trying to get people to understand our story. Uh, I have a lot of follow-up questions here. Um, Sorry, I, I've, for, talked, I've, no, talked, I've talked a lot, so now it's your turn. <laughs> oh, it, it's, it, no, it's, it, it's, it's very eye-opening, but I do have a number of follow-ups here. Um, so let's go back to the, the economics. The company published a PFS back in 2016. Uh, you and I both know that that's a pretty old for a PFS. What will, is the company prepared to update that PFS with with modern economics. And obviously we're seeing inflation hitting this sector all over the board. I would, you know, 
I, I, I think it's safe to assume that that capex that was $47 million six years ago probably is, is probably more now. Absolutely. And, and it's a very valid question. And we do talk about doing a, an update on the PFS. Regarding the PFS, it is at a feasibility level other than uh, one key thing, which we decided not to do. And that was uh, the rather expensive geotech drilling on the second pit. Second pit only comes into operation two years after the start of the project. So we felt uh, uh, comfortable kicking that down the road. So then moving on from there, we, we don't really, uh, we're not at study level. We've, mo we've moved way beyond that. We're ready to construct. A, a study indicates what is possible. If all the planets line up and in a perfect world, this is feasible. The emphasis on feasible. Now, I work for engineers. You know, I know what a study is. I've also built mines. I know what a construction plan is. And they're different. So we're at construction plan. We have a, a construction schedule. We've uh, got quotes, as I say, on all the major components. Uh, it, it's fully permitted. So we, we're way beyond that. Regarding costs, so should we do a, uh, an update, a cost update? And yes, obviously, it's stale now, uh, five or six years beyond uh, when we did that study. And, and we're hesitating doing that because of two things. One, we're conserving cash. We've got enough cash in, in the bank to last at least five years now, providing we don't decide to do any exploration or anything like that, and we're not going to. So there's no dilution, there's no cash calls, there's, there's no going to the market for the next five years. And that is very important to our chairman. He says, we are much better off conserving cash and not diluting. So uh, that falls into that category. Do we spend the money? It's not a whole heck of a lot of money, but it'll be some tens of thousands, maybe a hundred thousand to do an update on the cost. And the reason we're hesitating is at a 90 or nearly 100% IRR at 1800 gold, it's not, it's not sensitive to OPEX. OPEX could go up 50% and it's still gonna be a very robust economic project. Now, as far as CapEx, CapEx, obviously, things change. We know of the uh, horrendous blowouts that uh, our uh, industry is famous for in, in um, building, trying to build mines on a budget. Uh, I, I've, I grew up in construction, civil construction. That, that's what I do. I build mines. Um, I'm comfortable making this statement. I've got to be careful about what I say. But uh, we had a $47 million U.S. bill for building the mine in 2016, which was my budget. It wasn't an arm wave. I was prepared to be held to that if somebody said, go and build the mine. Uh, we have done internal updates on that. I know what my new cost is, and I can't give you a number without triggering a new uh, study, new 43101. But what I can say is, the increasing cost on today's cost of building is not relevant to, would not drive us to uh, redo a study and reissue a new number. Now, of course, costs have gone up, but not significantly. And, and the, 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 the initial capital cost of uh, around about 50 million US is low enough that even if it increased by 50%, it still wouldn't turn this project from being very robust into anything other than that. 
So, so that's a little bit of background. Yeah, you mentioned you, you you're well financed. You got cash in the bank. Can you share with us how much cash you have in the kitty now? Yeah, it's uh, it's on our website in our corporate uh, presentation. I think it's about four points, uh, five point seven million US at the end of January, five point six. Okay, and you're going to conserve that as best as possible uh, until a construction decision is made. We we have a um, overheads, land holding costs, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, around about a million uh, US per year. So that's going to carry us through about okay. five to six years. Um, so you, ha- I want to go back to this idea you mentioned, uh, Peter, the chairman, saying he we you want gold in the gold market to do the heavy lifting. Uh, you've had this PFS uh, in place for six years. Um, you've got the permits going. I mean, Sandy, you know that the gold's been doing quite a bit of lifting for the last three years. So, you know, what price are you looking at here for the gold to hit? Because we've we've done really well. <laughs> well, Peter's, Peter Palmetto's thesis is we're going to do even better. Um he hasn't given me a number. I have asked him a couple of times, do you have a number? And, and it's like this, uh, Trevor. Yeah, it's going to go up. Gold's going to go up. We need to get re-rated. We're at 0.2 times uh, NPV. You, you know, that, that's, that's not right. We are undervalued. So you've got those two things. You've got the gold price. We're, nobody knows we exist. They're looking at us and saying, well, we're not hearing any news from you. There's something wrong with the project. Uh, you know, the average uh, punter in the uh, gold mining sector, uh, of which I am one, uh, I'm not using that term disparagingly, uh, we, we like to buy uh, gold stocks when they're going up and we think it's a good investment because the price is high. And, uh, you know, the smart money does the opposite. They buy low, patient, um, you know. We, we learn from our mistakes and watching the masters. Ross Beatty uh, started off with his uh, copper company, uh, copper operation. He said, we've got to put a copper operation back uh, together because copper is so freaking cheap right now. We, we need to quickly assemble a fund and go and buy copper companies. And, and you know, that's where he got the, uh, the, the name, the broken slot machine. He, he made so many people so much money just by doing that simple thing. So, so that's the model here. That, that is what Peter Palmetto is doing. You've got to be patient for this, uh, as Ross Beattie was. Uh, I, I also want to go back and ask, so get a little bit technical into the project and then kind of see where Blue Sky potential is on the back of a business model here. Uh, the PFS it reported just under 600,000 recoverable gold equivalent ounces. So that's not going to change, obviously. Uh, it was an eight-year mine life is what I saw, uh, roughly. So, you know, if, if those numbers are not going to change, you know, let's say uh, gold hits whatever level that needs to hit to say, let's go build this thing and get into production. And now you start generating cash flow. Where is the upside potential with exploration to add on to that 600,000 ounces you already have in the ground? Because I think a lot of people would take a look at this and just look at, you know, that big picture and be like, you know, that's, it's, a, it's a smaller project. So where do you expand it? Well, there are, there are two areas, uh, not including M&A. Um, I'll, I'll talk to M&A, which we're, 
I, I don't take anything off the table, but it's it's not where um, we're looking at at the moment. Uh, obviously, a single project company is not as good as a, a company that's got two projects. So we recognize that. But let's park that for a moment. Let's just talk about how can we make the resource get bigger. Now, uh, we have something like on our property uh, nearly 12,000 uh, acres of land, uh, public land and private land. That, that's the land package that we have. In addition to that, we have all sorts of unstaked public land around us. And then we also have some other uh, property which is owned by uh, various entities. Uh, one of them is uh, a mining company that's got something over to the east. We're adjacent to a big collapsed caldera called um, Mount Donovan. And that probably, it's assumed, is the heat source for the, uh, the Hasbro gold deposit. And, and it's largely unexplored. It's certainly by modern methods. This, this thing has not been prospected. Um, it's been talked about for years. People have staked it, but nobody's spent any money looking at it. So where do we get our gold? Uh, we're not going to do it. I have to be absolutely clear on that. We are not in the exploration game. We've got something that is what it is as a package, plus the blue sky potential, which I've just talked about. So you get into operation, that's the time that you would start saying, let's start looking around and seeing how to increase this. Simply, when you've got a project that's at 100% IRR and is a safe thing, exploring is going to add cost and increase risk. So that's the thesis. Don't mess with a good thing. Now, we all want the blue sky, we want to get more than we paid for, and our view is that uh, anyone who looks at our project would, would come away pretty comforted that there is exploration potential on our land package and surrounding. This is a very interesting proposition here, Sandy. It's really quite intriguing because you're right, it's much different than what a lot of other uh, project developers are looking to do right now or do typically throughout this this sector um you know how do you go about pitching speculators and investors in this knowing that you don't know what the price of gold needs to hit for you to make a construction decision you know it's the it's the, the if and the when is kind of up in the air so how do so how's the speculator supposed to kind of go back and be like yeah, you know, this makes sense. Take my money. And, you know, hopefully I have an idea of what that gold price needs to be, but maybe that's not it. If you haven't done it now, then when is it going to be? It's, it's the key question we deal with all day long. Look, I came into this role about six months ago, and uh, I, I'll be very honest with you and everybody. Uh, being a CEO is not something I've done before. It's something that I'm kind of learning as I'm going along, and I'm, I have some great support. Um, but I've, I've also learned uh, the first thing you do when you get into a new situation is figure out what the hell's happening. So the first thing I did was I got the contact information for as many of our current um, investors as I could, and I spoke personally with them. We did a, we did a mini survey, if you like, and, and we put, it was a focus group, and it was quite structured. We had five key questions which we put to them. Out of that came uh, 
the understanding that um, a we'd done a, a not a great job in communicating who we are and what we are. People were confused. They were frustrated. Um, we weren't clear also at the in in communicating that message about what we were. In the last six months, we've certainly. Uh, got a, a much clearer understanding of what our strategy is, which then allows you to communicate it clearly. So we'd talk to people and, and they'd say, well, that, that's great, Sandy, you know, um, I hear you about not doing anything and, and it's best just to wait, but so tell me again, when are we going drilling? <laughs> and so out of that came two things. One, we hadn't done a very good job in communicating. Two, we had attracted uh, the incorrect, I wouldn't say wrong, that's a little bit mean and hateful, but we had brought the wrong people in as investors. We had brought in the more adventurous spirits, the people who like, you know, short time horizon, let's shoot for the moon. Uh, so progressively over the last few months, what we have tried to do is clarify our, our message, and I think we're doing a good job on that. Our share price is, it looks as if it's smartening up a little bit, not too much, but it's going in the right direction. Secondly, we, we want to we want to not attract any more of those people. They'll be frustrated and, and just they'll, they'll they'll dump. It has a, a chilling effect on, on the share price when people get in. Uh, they, it's not what they expected, nothing's happening, and then they just dump at market. So we with the greatest respect, we would prefer those people go and choose other things to invest in. Now who do we want? We want family offices, we want funds, we want people with a longer timeline who do value, value investing, who are not as speculative, uh, who have a lower appetite for risk, and a greater ability to analyze for quality projects. Um, somebody's put forward the idea that we should be talking to uh, C-suite people in mining companies. They're very savvy about mining, uh, they're very busy people, CEOs of mining companies. Uh, they've got money to invest personally. They, of course, have their own portfolios and they might very well like to buy something like West Vault that they know is good and they don't have to look at for a bit. And one day it's going to be, it's going to be great. Now, I have to be honest, is it going to be a 10-bagger? No, it won't, but it's going to do very nicely over time. So, so that that's our job right now is to sort of change change the uh, demo, dem, demographics of our shareholder base. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a very interesting proposition, and and I very much appreciate your honesty and and not beating around the bush and telling you how you are approaching this project because it is quite different than a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of discussions I've had in this sector. <laughs> I'm sure you know that. So, uh, San Sandy, let's leave it at that. Uh, if, if if gold does hit whatever number it it needs to hit to make that construction decision, uh, I look forward to having Westwalt back onto the podcast for that announcement and the follow up on that because that will be that will answer all the questions I'm sure a lot of people are going to have or have had. Uh, but until then, uh, best of luck with everything. And yes, yeah, so let's hope that the gold market uh, does. <laughs> lift the tide and raise all boats how about that <laughs> that's sandy sandy mcveigh interim ceo of t of uh, west vault mining which trades on tsx venture with wvm and on the otcqx with wvmdf thanks sandy have yourself a great day thanks trevor
The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.